0: Hi book lovers! Do you want to make this summer your best reading season yet? Then you need to get your hands on the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Summer Reading Guide. This year's guide is chocked full with 45 of the best new books carefully selected and organized into eight exciting categories. So whether you're in the mood for a flirty romance, a spine-tingling thriller, or something in between, we've got the perfect book waiting for you. Now if 45 books sounds like way too much and you're looking for a more curated experience, the Minimalist Reads list features eight must-read books from across genres. But that's not all. The guide also includes fun recipes, engaging summer activities, plus thoughtful lifestyle and reading tips to enhance your summer reading experience. So head on over to thesummerreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Summer Reading Guide. That's the word the, the SummerReadingGuide.com. I'll also include a link in the show notes so you can sign up there. So download your free copy today and don't miss out on the ultimate summer reading experience and discovering your next favorite book. Happy reading! So my idea of a good time is spending time with book people. And if you feel the same way, I hope to see you on Thursday, April 27th through to Saturday, April 29th at the Epigraph Literary Festival. It's a free virtual event that's all about books, the joy of reading and the literary lifestyle. We also have an amazing author lineup, some great speakers and fun sessions. So visit epigraphlitfest.com to register for this fun virtual virtual festival. That's epigraphlitfest.com to get your free tickets. Plus early birds get first dibs on event swag. So go to epigraphlitfest.com to register and I hope to see you there. Hello. I'm Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle, and you're listening to the Reader's Couch Podcast, the show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things, and having fun. In today's episode, I'll be sharing three classic novels that are better read in spring, so if you're looking to add some great books to your TBR, stay tuned. Memoir to add to your reading list is A Living Remedy by Nicole Chung. From the best-selling author of All You Can Ever Know, A Living Remedy is a memoir of a daughter's search to understand the lives her adoptive parents led, the life she forged as an adult, and the grief she experienced when she lost them both. A Living Remedy is also a memoir that exposes a broken healthcare system and the guilt one feels when you're not able to care for your loved ones. Ultimately, A Living Remedy is a super relatable memoir that tells the story of a daughter who felt robbed of the opportunity to give back to her parents. So be sure to add A Living Remedy by Nicole Chong to your reading list. It's available now in bookstores everywhere and wherever books are sold. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of the Reader's Couch podcast. Today, I'll be sharing three classic novels that are better read in spring. So if you're looking to add some great books to your TBR, then this episode is just for you. Now, if you want to add even more books to your TBR, specifically new contemporary books to read this spring, download your free copy of the 2023 Biblio Lifestyle Spring Reading Guide. You'll find 21 new books organized across seven categories, along with fun things to do this season, spring-themed recipes, and reading or lifestyle tips. So visit springreadingguide.com to download your free copy of the 2023 Spring Reading Guide. That's springreadingguide.com for your free copy of the 2023 Spring Reading Guide. Anyways, today's episode is all about classic novels and I'm super excited to share three with you that are oh so good and are just better read in spring. So are you ready? Let's go! Okay, so the first book on my list is The Enchanted April by Elizabeth von Arnin. Now I absolutely love this book. So here's the elevator pitch. Four women, Italy, a medieval castle, The solitude these women have always wanted, but also, more than anything, just utter satisfaction with their lives. Okay, so this book follows four women... Well, first off, this is set in 1920s England first and they decide to go on holiday in Italy. Now, they're two women who they belong to this ladies group and they've never really spoken to each other. They don't really know each other that well. But, so they see an ad in their local newspaper saying that there's this medieval castle in Italy that's available for rent for the month of April. Now, because they're kind of struggling in their lives and they're unhappy in their marriages, they decide to take this trip to go to Italy and in order to kind of offset their cost for this trip they bring two other women with them so there's a total of four women going on this trip to Italy to stay in a medieval castle for the month of April and they don't really know each other well now if you ask me that sounds like the recipe for a reality tv show if this was set in present day but anyway, so these four women go, and they are so very different from each other. So of course, when you bring four women together with completely different personalities, and they're in this castle, you know, there's going to be some tension amongst them. But eventually, you know, they come together, they find happiness, you know, the place itself is so beautiful, and they they feel rejuvenated, and they feel hope, and you know, they, they discover love and happiness. So um, I've really really enjoy this book but what i loved more than anything about this book it just it kind of brought these women back to themselves you know it's kind of like they lost themselves along the way in their life in england in their marriages and they were so unhappy but coming here coming to this place you know it kind of brought joy and happiness back to their lives now if the same thing could happen you know t- for their husbands and of course their life would be perfect um but i really enjoyed this book i highly recommend it it's it's The Enchanted April by Elizabeth Fulanin. All right, book two on the list is a very beloved and incredibly popular classic. However, if, if you haven't read this one yet, I highly recommend you read it in the springtime. Yeah, summer works too, but I just think this is better read in spring. And it is Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery. This is an incredibly popular book. It doesn't need an introduction. However, I'll briefly do so. So this book is set in the late 19th century and it recounts the adventures of an 11 year old orphan girl named Anne Shirley. She was sent by mistake to two middle-aged siblings. They had originally intended to adopt a boy who could help them work on the farm um, and the siblings are Matthew and Marilla however they were sent Anne and this fictional town is set in uh, Prince Edward Island in Canada. And even though Anne was sent by mistake, you know, she works really hard to prove that I belong here. I should be here. Now, Anne is an incredibly unique girl. She's incredibly uh, talkative. She's optimistic. And despite living life as an orphan, uh, she's just generous in spirit and just, again, optimistic, Anne really tries to kind of meet Marilla's expectations. But of course, you know, she makes many mistakes along the way. But there are just so many incidents throughout this book with Anne. And we also see Anne kind of grow up a bit and, you know, lose a bit of her childish flair. But overall, you know, Anne is that character you want to cheer for. You want to see her do well. I'm not going to say anything more about it, except the fact that I think Anne of Green Gables is better read in spring. So if you've been meaning to get around to this beloved favourite now is the time. So add Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery to your reading list. Okay, book three on my list. Oh my gosh. Now this is a classic, however, it was only published for the very first time in 2020. All right, I know what you're thinking. How could it be a traditional classic? Because I am talking about traditional classics here on the podcast for this episode. But this book was originally written in the 30s. However, according to the New York Times, and I'm quoting the Times, because when this book was first published, I was so excited. I had pre-ordered the book So when it became available, it arrived on my doorstep within the first week of publication because this was a highly anticipated book for me. So anyways, after reading it, of course, now I'm looking around to see what other people have to say about it. And the New York Times said, This book is, and I quote, A book so far ahead of its time, it took 87 years to find a publisher. So again, written in the 1930s, but only being published for the first time in 2020. And the book I'm talking about is Romance in Marseille by Claude McKay. So it follows the story of a man, a black sailor called Lafala, who becomes incredibly wealthy after winning a lawsuit against a shipping line for the mistreatment he received as a stowaway. And we see him return back to Marseille to find someone who he who he loved and you know he wanted to be with. The book kind of starts off in New York, where Lafala is recuperating from losing his legs. Weeks earlier, he was in Marseille, and he had this love interest. Unfortunately, she robbed him, kind of ditched him on a whim, and, you know, he was kind of humiliated by it all. So he decided to leave Marseille to go to New York. And while he was on this ship, they put him in this, um, uh, water closet, um, And it's really cold and icy down there. So his legs were damaged because of the cold, you know. So when he got to America, they had to amputate his legs and they gave him wooden pegs. While he's in the hospital, he meets this lawyer who happens to be Jewish. And by the way, I just want to say that this scene or the scenes with the lawyer and La Fala. you know, it's a bit cringy, but I just want you to have an open mind, because this was written in 1930s, right, so, um, I always tend to give grace to books that were written in that time, so the lawyer decides that, hey, look, you went through a lot of, you know, um, racial prejudice aboard this, uh, ship, they shouldn't have done this to you, so here's the thing, let me sue this company on your behalf, and, you know, in exchange, change you know whatever you know he wins they'll split the settlement so of course Lafala agrees the lawyer wins him this case. So now he is newly wealthy and he decides to go back to Marseille to kind of, you know, win back his love, but also just, you know, kind of get some respect. So of course he goes back, there are people hounding him, you know, there's just so much going on obviously because he has attained this new wealth. So much happens quickly. Their main plots, their subplots, there are just so many things happening and it's just a fever dream of a novel. It's so well done. This book is just, it's, it's wonderful. It's a time capsule it's a classic that you know belongs on the shelves of all the books from the Harlem Renaissance and that time I love Claude McKay as an author so again this was just a highly anticipated book for me but I highly recommend you give it a read I also want to say I think this book would be perfect for fans of Giovanni's Room so if you're a fan of Giovanni's Room if you appreciated that novel I think Romance in Marseille could also be the book for you Alrighty readers, so there you have it. Three classic novels that are better read in spring. The first one was The Enchanted April by Elizabeth von Arnim. The second book is Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery. And the third book on my list is Romance in Marseille by Claude McKay. But more than anything readers, I hope you discovered some new books today or I reminded you of books that you've been meaning to read for some time now. So hopefully, you know, you'll feel inspired to pick up a book or two from these classic novels. Again, as a reminder, if you're looking for contemporary books to read this spring, download your free copy of the Spring Reading Guide. So visit springreadingguide.com to get your free copy of the Biblio Lifestyle 2023 Spring Reading Guide. I'll also include a link in the show notes so you can get your free copy of the guide there, but also so that you can find a list of the three books I've mentioned here today. I'll also include comparisons of books that are also uh, better read in spring, but just in case you've read these books already, I'll give you an an additional three books to read. Also, I'll include a link to spring-themed classics or classics just better read in spring. So you'll have a wide range of books and options to select from. So, just check the show notes for the link to find all the books plus more. Alrighty readers that's it for now thank you so much for listening thanks for being here and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast please subscribe to the show share it with a friend and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading, and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening and happy reading.